to Rocket Bomb. Um, you just heard the song John Kill Visits the Doctors uh, from Everless the Deadbeats. I have Daniel Farner on the phone from the band. Say hi, Daniel. Hi, hi Brian. <laughs> um, so, yeah, how, how are things going tonight? Where, where are you at? 
Tonight I'm at the Moron Coffee Company in Broad Ripple. Uh, it's like in a northeast little neighborhood here in Indianapolis. Are you? Uh, and are, I'm. Uh, you mix I work drinks? here, but I'm not. I'm not working today. I'm waiting for my girlfriend to get off work so we can go have a beer. Awesome! That sounds amazing. Um, I mm. would like to go drink a beer right now as well, <laughs> but I'm at my house. You should. I, you know, if I would have like driven the block to your house or to your, to the Monon from my house, I could join you. But, um, so tell me a little bit about the band and what you do in the band and, um, I don't know, your history and all that jazz. Sure. I'll, uh, I'll begin with the beginnings of the band. Um, it formed in 2005, kind of in the hallways and, uh, and classrooms of the arts and journalism building at Ball State University. And uh, there are five kind of crazy idiots. Um, we all kind of had art classes together. We're, um, sure. we're involved uh, in, you know, just the crazy party scene and, uh, you know, decided to kind of like make something more of it and to kind of supplement our partying. We started a band so that we would have something to do at these parties. And, um, we decided that we liked it and we started to play out out of town and then kind of all started graduating college and started touring and then moved down to Indy and wrote a full length record and released it and toured some more. And here we are. Now I'm like, I, I feel like I'm a legitimate band or something. How long, uh, when, so when was it then you started? What year was that again? This would be 2005, so fast forward like almost, almost three and a half years, something like that. Um, and we've been in Indy for about two years, uh, and touring for about two and a half years, something like that, off and on. So you, you were at Ball State, I guess, right after I was at Ball State. Is that correct? I think so. I started in 2002. Okay, yeah, I graduated. Um, I graduated in 01. So. Okay, I, yeah. So I graduated like right the year after. they opened that brand new arts and journalism building. Oh, yeah. well, then you know, you and I can kind of move this discussion a little bit towards the uh, the whole um, Muncie scene too, because I would imagine that you were a big, or you were a part of that when kind of the Muncie scene really started moving, the gears started turning, and we kind of came into it at the tail end of everything, there's kind of like a big rise of like really talented bands that were like touring and like really set the bar pretty high for us. Yeah. That's what I hear. I was, I was, I was gone. <laughs> I, yeah. You, uh, yeah. I mean the, when I ran, I uh, ran into you the other day and we we're talking about the Muncie scene. It's like, I didn't really realize, uh, uh, I guess what had happened after, after we left. We, uh, you were, I guess you were starting ever this about the time that, uh, Maracate was breaking up, so okay. We, yeah, we had moved. I moved to Indianapolis in '01 that summer, and then yeah, we had we kind of broke up for about a year, and then got back together to tour Europe in '03. That was kind of our last little shindig. So, um, so there's been a, there's a lot of bands then that kind of started about that time. I, you played a lot with um, everything now. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, and in fact, um, I'm now the booking agent, which is kind of cool. That's cool. There's um yeah. yeah, there were there were a lot of bands. Um I was trying to think of some other bands that were kind of around as I left. I know that there were the the Lou Reeds were 
still playing. Blue Reeds, Brazil, Brazil, who you had, I guess you had Jonathan Newby last week. Yeah. Brazil was like one of the defining bands that really kind of like set the bar high that everybody was like totally jazzed about. Yeah, have you heard, um, have you heard their new EP? No. You should check it out. You should, check out, you should check out last, what's that? New EP? Yeah, they had a, that like yeah, Brazil released like a last, like uh, basically a post-mortem EP of um, like three uh, new tracks and uh, a couple of uh, a couple of, like remixes of some old ones. You should check it out. There were three three songs on last week's episode. So if you ha- haven't, yeah, if anyone else hasn't had a chance to listen, you should check that out because we uh, featured them. Really good, really interesting stuff. Not at all like uh, their last two full lengths. Real, uh, some pretty cool stuff. I think you'd be into it. Actually, it sounds. Uh, um, there's one song called uh, "Go On" that's uh, like a straight up like Bowie rocker. So, Sweet. speaking of uh, David Bowie, um, I can definitely hear some influence in uh, "Ever Thus the Deadbeats." Can you talk yeah. a little bit about your guys' influences? Sure, sure. David Bowie's pretty huge. The whole glam kind of thing is pretty big. Um, our lead singer John is like uh, kind of like a David Bowie-esque kind of like glam character on stage. He does the whole like stage persona thing. He does it so well, and it's something that I didn't even know at first, but it just like has come out over the course of the last like four years or so. And it's been great, and it kind of fuels a lot of his songwriting. He totally he he's the kind of guy that writes a lot of songs just about a very obscure. Um, ideas and things like that it's not as it's not not necessarily as emotion based although it's some of it is turning into that now um however uh the talking heads i would say are another really big influence but a lot of just like random obscure things um the whole sound of the band we kind of try to characterize in uh, the term freak pop because it's just buck wild and like crazy but we're really into these like super catchy vocal melodies and melody in general, but lots of vocal harmony and kind of like wild vocal melodies. And it just like peppers everything. So if you listen to a record, there's a, there's a lot of like concept stuff going on, but interwoven, there's tons and tons of melody and fun vocal harmonies. And so we kind of write everything around those. There's a, a band I was just reading about, listening to the other day that is, um, a similar like current, um, a contemporary band, I guess. I cannot remember the name of the band. It's driving me crazy. I think everybody knows them. It's uh, they had a song hmm. that was on like a Arby's commercial, Outback Steakhouse. Oh, oh uh, of Montreal. Yeah, yeah. Um, how sure. does I was gonna say is that like that that of Montreal is seems to be like a kind of similar band that seems to have kind of hit a um, hit some pretty some pretty successful been pretty successful in doing a similar style. Um, I was sure. think a similar demographic. I can't talk. Anyway, what I was gonna say is, do you think how does that affect you as a band playing a similar style? Well, um, I would say that as a whole, it has been completely positive. Just in that, um, I don't know. It, it, the trend has like come up to where the the like really quirky, obscure pop stuff. Um, has like kind of broke into the mainstream a little bit, and it's bands like of Montreal who have been around for like 15 years or so um, that are like just finally now, you know, like getting theirs, and they've got all this experience behind them. And so I don't know, it's, it's helped us a little bit too. But I would say that um, 
we've been able to kind of create our own niche because uh, just um, based on the fact that, like, while we were creating this, the trend was still up and coming or, or whatever, yeah, you know. Yeah. And there's, they're kind of just, they've, they've been able to break over the course of the last, like, two years. Yeah, um, I think there's a lot of other bands, too. Not, I mean, I don't think that Of Montreal is the only band that's, you know, approach this. I mean, the Flaming Lips have been doing stuff like this. Um, yeah. so, similar Good stuff you know, for, for quite some time. It's that, um, I think it, I think it's really cool, though, that there's a lot of you know, more contemporary bands right now that are bringing sort of like a theatrics to their music and some... Yeah, um, definitely. It's, it's, it's a more involved it's listen. Fun. There's a story. There's, um, there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of different parts. And... Um, it, yeah, I, I characters too you know right i feel like you you guys are like you're you're a you're a listener's band um yeah that happens i mean but but at the same time i mean any it's like your songs have that that catch and that hook that anyone could throw it on and listen to it but there's enough meat there that someone can really sit down with the record and listen i think that's that's a really cool balance that you've struck that's true i thank you for highlighting that um what uh what let me get back to my notes here sorry i was kind of i was trying to look up sure. of montreal i couldn't remember the name <laughs> um so both of the songs that we're featuring tonight john kill visits the doctors and um later we'll be listening to organic mechanics those are both from your latest full length john kill and the microscopic lullaby um what can you uh tell listeners about that record well the record was released in february it's kind of like something that we'd been working on for uh, the last couple of years and had finally been able to pull together on uh, recorded form. It's, uh, it's, it's very conceptual. Uh, it's about uh, the, the, um, the, the stage persona of our lead singer, John, and his stage name is John Kill, and just this like wild journey that he goes on, and a lot of the songs take some crazy twists and turns in the song. John Kill visits the doctors is, you know, it's kind of more linear where he uh, travels to this um, off doctor's office and then the doctors start to tell him what's what's really wrong and, you know, what's eating away at his brain. And so he goes through this crazy mental breakdown and, I don't know, kind of fun, like wild little stories and characters like that um, pepper the album and, uh, it's definitely uh, it's definitely a journey. I will say that, but it's also um, accessible enough that we can tour on it and uh, bring it to new audiences every night. We don't get bored with it. It's it's really it's pre- it's pretty fun listen. Um, what a so coming from the Muncie scene with bands like Everything Now and um, Blue Reeds and Brazil, and then coming to Indianapolis. Um, what's your take, I guess, on just the Indiana music scene? There seems to be. Um, between I, I would you know think your band and, and everything now and, and um, you know the big dog Margot um, and the nuclear so and sos there seems to be like a, a, a group of bands in the city and I guess if you include Muncie in the state uh, <laughs> that um, feature like a large like a large mem- number of people a large like base of instrumentation in their songwriting. What do you? What's your take? Sure. I guess on on the scene and it's um, a, like what's the appeal and where does that come from? I guess in your opinion. That's a really good question. Um, that's a that's a deep question. I like that. <laughs> um, for us, I don't think we're quite as orchestrated as, as some of the other guys. Like 
at certain points, everything now has been like a 10-piece band, and the Margos are like, you know, 9 to 12 pieces at certain points. And we're only five. We've always only been five, and it's always been the same people, so that would be the difference there. Um, there's, there is something appealing about that orchestration. I, I feel like the whole chamber pop thing with tons of instruments was pretty popular a few years ago nationally. Um, but Indiana is one of those states that's kind of like, just got like, it's like the fighting spirit. There's not much here, but uh, but <laughs> we really uh, we really work hard and and uh, have a lot of heart uh, and you know um, enjoy what we've got. So I would say the difference maybe between the Indiana and Indianapolis music scene and other cities is that there's just not as much here, and so um, a lot of times bands pick up tons more members just because they're gaining steam and and people really like what they're doing. I don't know. That would that would kind of be my best answer immediately. Yeah. The, so you guys have five members. You seem to be able to create a much bigger sound than your numbers, I guess, uh, in listening to the two songs yeah. that are featured. Um, what, is there a, a difference in, like, how when you guys are in the studio recording and how you play live? I mean, do you guys trade off instruments in the studio and layer things or... Um, we do layer, but we also keep uh, a pretty good um, idea in our head of how we're going to be able to translate into the live or into the live setting. There's one song on the record that's like just totally orchestrated mm-hmm. that we do play live, but you know, once we started layering it, we were like, you know, we just can't stop. It sounds so good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but a lot of times, it's just the situation where um, some of the members are able to play so many things at once. A lot of it's keyboard synthesizers or a pretty keyboard heavy band. And then the other thing would be vocal um vocal layers because there's always uh there's there's three lead vocalists and they're all songwriters too and so can I don't you, know, there's there's a lot of stuff there. Can you run through uh sort of like your member list and what everybody does? Sure. Um well I'm the drummer and that's pretty much all I can do besides be the hype man. And uh <laughs> kind of like run around in the, on the back of the stage and throw things in the audience and put costumes on and take costumes off. Um, and then uh, the, the bass player, his name is Danny, and he, he pretty much does about the same thing. And then the other three um, are all vocalists. There's a guitar player vocalist and then a, uh, a keyboard player vocalist uh, that's a female and uh, the lead singer, John, who does keyboard stuff, and he plays the acoustic guitar. And between the three of them, they all write songs on different instruments, so there's kind of a lot of switching off, too. What, um, what can you tell uh, people who may have not seen you? I, I have the distinct misfortune of having uh, not seen you. I had planned to see you with Mason Proper and was... Uh, misinformed that I thought the show was canceled. <laughs> so, um, what, uh, what can you, uh, tell, what can you tell people to expect if they haven't seen you and they're coming up to see you guys? What's my pitch? Um, expect a party. That's for sure. Uh, all the band members just love having fun. And this is such a huge creative outlet for us. And, uh, we, we really don't hold back. Definitely tons of costumes and weird concepts uh, on stage. Like, I'm in the process of turning my drum set into a disco ball, you know. It, it gets wild. Um, expect a very fun time and, uh, sure, a party. Um, 
Uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm kind of was kind of doing some uh, looking around here. I just found a, a really old picture of you online really? here. Yeah, you look you look younger without your beard. Younger, uh, but just as handsome. Yes, just as handsome. Uh, yeah, it's like a, it looks like a copper press or something. Is this or is this ever the same? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, this is you guys. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, that's monthly. That's a monthly photo. Yeah. Man, I haven't read Copper Press in forever. I'm, uh, je- I'm jealous. Yeah, that's a Copper Press photo. What's that? That's a, that's a monthly photo. Yeah. Is it I'm a je- bowling, bowling? Yeah, there's a bowling photo here. I'm jealous that you guys uh, were in Copper Press, man. That was like, that's cool. That um, is cool. That was kind of like an independent, um, that was kind of like an independent guy that did a story and submitted it to Copper Press. That's cool. I used to... Yeah. I used to love picking that up. I, I guess I still could. I just haven't in a while. Um, so uh, before we get into the last song, I guess um, uh, what um, what are you guys' plans? Uh, you got a tour coming up soon, and you're you're um, like, what are you guys working on a new record? Um, yeah. Well, um, we finished 2008 on a pretty strong note, uh, and we ended up playing almost 100 live shows, which is really good for us. We did a record release, did um, three major tours, uh, which is like 300% than, more than we've ever done. Um, so after that, uh, the band had kind of expressed interest in taking it a little slow in the beginning of the year and start to write a new record, so we kind of started doing that. We're about about halfway done, I would say, maybe not quite halfway done writing a new record and doing a little bit of recording. Then we're going to hit the road again in March and go down to Austin and go to Florida and do some Midwest stuff and go up to Minneapolis and do a lot of the Midwest, too. So and then guys, uh, some more some more writing and recording. Cool. So you guys are going down to South by Southwest? Yeah, we're going to go to South by Southwest. We went last year and had a blast. It is a crazy party and uh there's definitely a lot of fun networking too but it is it's basically spring break this is like our spring break trip cool i've actually been uh thinking about trying to get down there this year and um i've been very bad about actually making plans to <laughs> um it's cool. fun well, brian you should go and it's it's not that expensive uh, I, yeah, I well, I, I I know I know a guy in a band that needs help booking shows and uh, needs to get in touch with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, so up next cool. we've got a uh, uh, organics mechanics, uh, f- which is also from John Kill and the Microscopic Lullaby. Uh, what can you tell us about this song before we uh, before we hit it? This song is. Um, spiritually fulfilling on the very first listen, so everybody's gonna love it. I, I love it was it. also kind of kind of the single track from our record that we used for radio stuff, but uh, it's catchy and fun and I love playing it. Up next this is Organics Mechanics from Ever Thus the Dead Beats. You're listening to Rocket Bomb. Uh, check out the site at rocketbomb.com, subscribe to the RSS feed leave some comments, tell your friends, embed the music player and all of that Business, thanks for listening.
Broadcast.